Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. This is a live broadcast coming from Dickinson, North Dakota, the studio KDIX. It's an AM station right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Of course, you from Dickinson know that, but the reason I say that is there are people listening online on KDIX's website and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Uh, we are broadcasting September 30th, 2018, and... Uh, and so if you're hearing this at a later date, you're hearing it on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 podcast, which you can listen to some of our old programs on there, which some of you say you do. And so that's that's nice that you would do that. We've got some people tuned in already, and, and they know the secret. You can text me, 290-7862, or 701, excuse me, 290-7862. We've got Becky listening from home, we've got Connor tuned in tonight. We've got uh, the Torres family listening. Uh, Lori from Southheart is listening tonight. We've got the Lomans from 
the Lomans from uh, north of Belfield listening. Uh, we've got Jackson listening. Hey, Jackson, I didn't see you at church today, but I heard you got a haircut. Jackson's listening tonight. We, uh, we, uh, uh, we've got, uh, Luke. Let's see who, who's, who is this text? This sounds like tons of people. Um, the, um, we've got some people, some woods is listening from Beulah tonight. Good to have them listening. We've got people requesting Pastor Bob to sing a song. The Schulers are listening tonight. Preach it hot tonight. All right. I will do that. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. The name of the show is kind of kind of um, provocative in the sense that I think we're just going to try to tell it like it is. And tonight, hopefully not to be any different on that. So you can text me. And, of course, many of you know this, 701-290-7862. You can email me, and I'll look at those emails in a little bit, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. I got Abe running the studio, the controls tonight. And um, Abe, the famous songwriter that listened to one of his songs earlier, one of his songs he had written, but I don't think he's going to sing that one for us on the air tonight. Got a lot of good comments about Abe singing last week, so I'm not going to let him sing this week, otherwise nobody's ever going to ask me to sing again. So this is a song my daughter and I used to sing together. I want to start the program out with it. I'm going to talk about a lot of different things, maybe hopefully keep it to one topic tonight. Uh, I want to talk about the concept of, it's not is important to know who we are as it is to know what we're doing. <laughs> That's probably kind of the way I want to zero in on this. has to do a lot with what I talked about on, on Wednesday night. I've got a few songs kind of what I'm uh, rolling in my head. Here's one. This is an old Lance Appleton song. And uh, this song is a song my daughter and I used to sing together. And uh, Jesus came to this earth, uh, God Almighty, robed in flesh, and he knows what it is to be a man. And uh, this song's about that. Jesus, did you ever want to oh, buy a little piece of land? Did you ever feel the yearning to be a family man? When you took over your daddy's shop, was a sometimes Lord when you used to stop? Look out of the window, watch all the children play. Jesus, I know it's true, you know what I'm going through. Jesus, you're my Savior, but you were a man once too. Oh Lord, yes you were. Jesus, I know you feel what makes a man real. So won't you help me, Lord? Help me to be more like you. Jesus, did you ever have an aching heart for a sweet little Jewish girl? And did you throw it away for the reason you came into this world? Jesus, when you knew what had to be done, did you ever want to turn your back and run? And did you ever feel lonely like nobody even cared? Jesus, I know it's true, you know what I'm going through. Jesus, you're my Savior, but you was a man once too. Jesus, I know you feel what makes a man real. So won't you help me, Lord, help me to be more like you. Jesus, I know it's true been through what I'm going through. Jesus, you're my Savior, but you was a man once too. Oh Lord, yes you were. Jesus, I know you feel what makes a man real. So won't you help me, Lord, help me to be more like you. So won't you help me, Lord, help me to be more like you. That song has another verse, but I don't remember it. And the reason I don't is my daughter's fault, because we always sang that song together, and she always sang that verse. Tonight I want to open our broadcast. I did with the song, I guess, but I want to turn and hear, if you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob Simons, the Tell It Like It Is show, Pastors, the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. 
Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 2. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. (laughs) This is going to be certainly my feeble attempt at some psychology tonight possibly, but uh, Danny uh, listening, I don't know if he's listening tonight in St. Cloud, if you're listening to Danny, Danny tonight, text me. He, um, he was, um, a few weeks ago I did a program that kind of was about this topic, and he uh, texted me and said he's writing a book on it. It's called Ideology, Ideology, and it's talking about kind of the modern trend of thinking we are who what we feel like, and it sounds very interesting to me. And and tonight I'm going to talk about kind of who we are versus what we're doing or what we're how we act. And um, how we act is going to be what we're judged by. We're not going to be judged by who we are. You know, all of us are different. Every one, every person. You've heard the snowflake analogy, where you know there's no two snowflakes alike. There's certainly no two people exactly alike. One of the things that makes Psychology, interesting, the study of human behavior psychology, is that there are similarities in all of us and some more so than others. And that, that is very interesting. We, um, and I, that's certainly true. There, there are certain things that, uh, that, you know, certain people are very much alike. Sometimes you can even pick it out in families. You can tell certain people have similar mannerisms, of course, certainly physical features and so on. But even deeper than that, Psychological um, likenesses, people act a certain way, uh, think a certain way, that type of thing. And I am not going to discredit that tonight. In fact, that's very interesting. It really is. Everyone's personality is different. Now, let me just digress and, and start the program with this just to get your blood boiling, some of you. But I really don't like the negative labels that we put on children. I don't really like that. In fact, I really dislike it. I don't like it. In fact, when I hear it, a bunch of little red flags go up in my mind. All of us are different, but I really don't like categorizing people with some of these supposed childhood uh, maladies that uh, labels, you know, we, we tell these people are uh, autistic and has have Asperger's and ADD, ADHD, and and all kinds of uh, what what's the, what's the one that I can never remember? Um, you're you're not compliant. You're you're um, you're fighting against authority. They, they've got a a name for that one. Somebody text me and tell me what that is. Um, this is um, you know we're putting labels on children, and I really dislike it. I really do. Uh, the reason I dislike it is because children many times grow up to what they're expected to be, and when we expect so little of them by putting on these terrible labels, I think we're handicapping children. Hopefully they're not hearing it. Hopefully they don't believe it. Um, in in, In the nation of India and those nations around there, some of the Hindu concepts of the caste system, uh, I'd mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the radio, but there there is a, a feeling that you're a certain way, you're born into a certain caste, and you cannot rise above that. Now, I know that, yeah, thank you, oppositional defiant disorder. Um, I know that that uh, as Americans, we oppose that kind of thinking. We believe that anybody can be the president. We believe that you can be poor like Bill Clinton was. I mean, grow up in absolute poverty and become the president of the United States. We don't, we, we believe it doesn't make any difference who you are, that you can rise above whatever your circumstances are and do whatever you want. So we believe that, but slowly, I think we say we believe that as an American, but slowly we're starting to fall into this idea that people are handicapped by these supposed labels. You know, um, one of my children was labeled with a, a label when they were young by their teachers. We took my this child of mine to a doctor, and the doctor read the symptoms like chews his pencils, fidgety, uh, acts you know abruptly or says acts out in in class sometimes, 
And this Korean doctor just shook his head and said, sounds like he's a boy to me. Now there's a label I can live with, boy or girl. I can live with that. Isn't that weird? We afraid to name some kid people are afraid to I heard about some famous I think Hollywood star or musician that that wasn't going to put the, the the sex of their child on the birth certificate. We're going to let the child decide that later. <laughs> but that same parent would label them with Asperger's or autism or some other terrible disease and I'm going to tell you um if you won't label them boy or girl, they're probably going to end up with some kind of terrible disease because that's confusion. Well, I, I, am I getting am I getting off the track? When I was a kid, we didn't have any of these labels. Like we didn't have any labels at all. The only labels that we had were if you were naughty or good. That was the only labels we had. Like if you were naughty, you had to go sit in the principal's office. Uh, if you were good, uh, you know that you became the teacher's pet, maybe. You know, those were the only labels that there were. I don't know how we survived. I really don't know. Um, you know, the uh, I, I I really don't get it. I'm really not into the labeling children. Okay, have you got that? Okay, because I, I talk about it occasionally. I'm really not into it. Uh, what did we do before these labels? I, I think many times these labels are an excuse um, for children um, to not have to listen or not have to do work. That's what I think. I think that poor... Parenting causes undisciplined children. Undisciplined children are going to fail in school and many things. And I mean, that, if that sounds simplistic, simplistic to you, it maybe is a little because I know there are children that have problems. I know there are children that have Down syndrome and different things. I understand that. And even severe cases of autism, I get it. But this idea that... that uh, Every child that won't listen or every child that's a little different has autism. I, I'm not into it. I'm just not into it. Everybody's different. There's a young man that I know that when he was a young man, uh, I he was, he was different. He was odd. He was a different young man. But that young man today has got a very high-end job because he's different. You see, being different is not good or bad. It's just the way it is. We're all different. I talked to my mom tonight before the program started, and a lot of our personality never changes. It, it never does. That's who we are, but that's not what God judges us by. God doesn't judge us by who we are. You might be shy. You might be outgoing. But that's not the way God judges, judges us. I think some people like to label their children because it makes the parents feel better. See, we didn't do anything wrong. The kid's messed up. Well, that's really tough stuff for the kid, isn't it? You know, you know what? Here's your job as a parent, and I'm going to I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave this part of the program alone. But I believe every parent, every person is different, and as parents, we need to fit, find the right combination to the lock of our children. To help them succeed. That's what I believe. I believe in in the same family, uh, you're going to have several different types of personalities. And you're as a parent and as a mom and dad, and that's part of the problem, is a lot of kids don't have their mom and dad with them anymore. But as a mom and dad, we've got to figure um we've got to we've got to figure out who they are and how to help them. And that's good parenting. That really is. And you're not going to do that by um, sitting them in front of a TV and never listening to them or never talking to them or never doing anything with them. You're, you're not. And that's what I'm afraid is happening is a lot of children are just um, are being raised by the television. And then when they get to school and they can't succeed, then they're, they're slapped with a label. And then this label, everybody goes, well, that's why they can't succeed. Well, anyway, that's if that hasn't made you mad, uh, you're probably a normal person. <laughs> Anyhow. But getting back to what I want to talk about tonight is we're all different. God knows that. God made us that way. But that's not the part that God's going to judge. What God is going to judge is what we do, how we act, whether we do what's right or whether we do what's wrong. That's the part that God's going to judge. And the bigger picture tonight is not 
is not the um, you know is is not the the whether my eyes are green or whether they're brown or whether I've got one of each. The bigger picture tonight is is how do I act? Has my life been changed? The born again experience, the new birth, does not change our personality, and it doesn't change your hair color, and it doesn't add a foot to your height. The born again experience changes your actions and your attitudes. Well, this is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show. Uh, Pastor Bob, the amateur psychiatrist today. I got a new psychiatrist. I'm going to sing about it. I got this new psychiatrist about 40 years ago, and uh, and he wrote a best-selling book. This song's about it. I want to tell you all about my new psychiatrist. I've had a lot of others. Now I've really got the best. He's always got the answers. He never has to guess. He's got a lot more experience and costs a whole lot less. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My psychiatrist. I used to be so nervous. I was way past tense. I tried to tell my conscience to please stop making sense. They said when I felt guilty, my mother was the cause. But now I know the reason is only that I was guilty. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My psychiatrist. If you got problems, small or large, his therapy is free of charge. For mental health, just take a look. He wrote it all down in a best-selling book. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Pastor Bob's psychiatrist. All right, Abe, play a different song that is better than that. Tell it like it is, show... Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. The question was raised as my conscience fell. A silly little lie. It didn't mean much, but it lingers still. In the corners of my mind Still you call me to walk On the edge of this world To spread my dreams and fly But the future's so far My heart is so frail
Like it is, show Pastor Bob. All these texts, so many texts. You got some stoners listening tonight, not just one. Got uh, Brother Griffith is listening from Great Falls, Montana. That's a long ways away. He preached at our church a week ago, two weeks ago, Sunday. Good to have Timothy listening. Good to have um, Danny is listening tonight. Danny, I'm talking about you. I don't know if you heard that earlier, but um, the. just good to have all of you listening tonight. We've got um, Tony listening. We have uh, Jasmine listening tonight. And we have words of wisdom from Grafton. They said, I think it was Sister Schuler said that God uses all kinds of different personalities to reach. There were 12 disciples. They all brought 12 different things to the kingdom of God. There is a... Um, and there's, I got many comments about what I just said about labeling children. I, I really feel strongly about that. I'm not, I'm going to leave it because there's just something else I want to get to, but, but it really does, it, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy that happens to children, unfortunately, with some of these terrible names they give them. When really we should just say their real label is Bob or Abe or Johnny or Jim or Susie or, you know, that's their label. You know, they're, that's who they are. They're, it's not, you know, anyway. You know, I want to I want to get back to this tonight. What part of us needs to be born again? What part of us needs to become this new creature in Christ? 2 Corinthians 5:17 says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, behold, all things are become new. Jesus said in John 3 and 3, he said I say unto thee except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What part of us needs to be born again? The, um, you know, I, I guess uh, this is really the crux of what I'm talking about today. What part of us becomes new at the new birth? I'm going to tell you right now. It's not our. It's not our personality. It's not our feelings. It's not our intellect. Our personality, our talents, our feelings, those are what makes us the individuals that God created us to be, and we stay individuals after the new birth. No one will be judged by their personality at the last day. That's why people that make self-describing declarations like, well, I'm just different, uh, you don't understand, I'm prone to addiction, uh, all of these things become excuses to do what we want to do. Even though I said to start the broadcast out, personality types are interesting, and it's interesting to study. Maybe we can get a good laugh at ourselves. Uh, but even a lot of the even a lot of the teaching about personalities, you know, like some of the old stuff they used to say the four different personality types: sanguine, choleric, uh, melancholic, uh, phlegmatic. Uh, these types of um, you know they used to say you know you're one of those. I'm telling you what I'm all of those. <laughs> I'm all of those. Depends on what time of the day and what day it is. I don't know what. I mean, you might have me all figured out, but I don't have me myself figured out. And like it says in the book of Proverbs that that I started the scripture, the fool uh, is always trying to figure out who he is, that his heart may discover itself. I really don't care who I am. I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to figure myself out because it's irrelevant. It doesn't mean anything. It's interesting. Like who we are is interesting and who we're like is interesting. But it means absolutely nothing. To announce to the world, uh, this is who I am, or this is how I feel, means nothing 
to God or to Pastor Bob either. Not that that matters. You know, like like uh, people that announce to the world, like, I'm really a good parent. Well, that means absolutely nothing to God, to your children, to your spouse, to anybody. You can You can try to figure out and you can try to declare who you are all you want to. But it doesn't mean anything. You know, this, this, what means something is what we do and how we act. That's what means something. That's why the new birth always shows up in our actions. And that's why in judgment, God will be just in judging us by what we do. Now, you say, well, I've done some terrible things. That's what the blood of Jesus is for. He can forgive us of those things. But the new birth is to help us not do those things anymore. You see, the new birth is not something that just happens on the inside (coughs) that does not show up on the outside. We used to sing a song. uh, Our piano player in, in our Bismarck church, Sister Sandy, used to sing it all the time. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. That's a good song. We should sing that in our church. If I'm going to tell you again, God is not going to judge us based on our personality. Our personality is like that snowflake thing. It's like who we are. It's like it's like our you know whether you're six foot two or four foot three. I mean you know that that has nothing to do. That's genetics, and it has nothing to do with what God's interested in in judgment. What we need to do is bring. Us, we need to. I, we need to bring you into subjection to him. That's what we need to do. First Corinthians nine twenty seven. The apostle Paul said, "I keep my body under subjection, lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway." Think about this. The apostle Paul, you that believe that in eternal security or predestination. Uh, here again, I'm just going to slam you with this. Paul said. If I'm not careful, he's talking about himself, I could be preaching to others and end up being lost myself. Why? Because there's part of us that wants to do what's wrong. You know, uh, and that's why it's so important that we bring our self into subjection to God's will on our life, and that's what the new birth has to do with. The new birth gives us power to become the sons of God. The new birth gives us power to bring our body into subjection to what God wants us to be. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 9, uh, in fact, this whole discourse in Hebrews 12 Much of it, Paul's talking about our fathers. We had fathers that disciplined us, he said. They corrected us. And we gave them reverence. That's, you know, it says that we, we, we respected our fathers. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? You see, this, what he's saying here is there, there are two parts to us. There's a part to us called our flesh. And our flesh and our personality and our feelings, like like kind of like who we are, the, it's not the deepest part of us, it's not our soul, but it, it's who we are, <coughs> that has to be subjected to the Word of God and to God's Spirit, and that is what the new birth experience does. The new birth experience is not just a religious experience, that doesn't change anything that goes on on the outside. The new birth experience is is an experience with God that gives us power to change how we live. The part that becomes a new creature in Christ is the moldability of our spirit, of our will, to become like him and to obey him. That's what it means to be a new creature. Uh, you know, we will always, like I say, in the kingdom of God, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you do not become a robot. 
You're not going to become just like Pastor Bob. You're not going to become like anybody else except yourself. You know, my my pastor uh, has passed away now, Pastor David Walters. One of the things I appreciated about him is he never expected me to be a clone of him. Now, we believe the same things. But he and I, he was a personality, and some of you that knew him well would say he was a personality. <laughs> he really was. Uh, I, I thought he was hilarious. Like when he pre- he had a certain sarcastic... Uh, one time, my daughter and I were in church. She was a young girl, and we were both laughing so hard because he he was very humorous. And uh, and and but he and I were not alike in our personality. We serve the same father. But you see, I wasn't supposed to be like him. I was supposed to make me under subjection to my father. God. You know, there is a, um, I hope I'm not, I hope this isn't getting so deep that none of us understand this. But I, I had a man at my jail ministry today say, you know, I finally figured out who I am. And I said, I really don't care who I am. All I care about is whether I'm serving God or not and listening to him. That's all I care about. I really don't know who I am. I'm convinced that I could go to 10 different psychologists, psychiatrists, psychotherapists, and they would diagnose me with 10 different things wrong with me. You know, I mean, I, I maybe not. But I, I mean, I think that it's not a science that's a science. It's a science of guesswork. Because we all go through different feelings and emotions all the time. See, it's not how I feel. Like, what if I felt like a German shepherd? Roof, roof. You know, I mean, does that make me a German shepherd? No, it doesn't make me anything. Because I'm not a German shepherd. You see, there is not, this has nothing, uh, these declarations that, you know, I just, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to be a giraffe. Now, you think that I'm making this up, but there's a whole new group of psychological problems out there where people think that they're certain types of animals. Like, if you're a boy and you think that you're a girl, it doesn't make you a girl because every cell in your body says you're a boy. Every single cell. For you to have a sex change, they're going to have to change every cell. Every cell in Pastor Bob's body is a boy. Every one. And it doesn't matter how you feel. See, that's that's important to understand, but that's kind of off the topic. The part that we need to understand is it's not who we think we are but who we're supposed to be according to God that's what we need to zero in on do you know that God is not going to judge you based on how you feel the Bible says in the book of Revelation I'm not going to turn there right now but in Revelation 20 it talks about this great white throne judgment and twice in verses 12 through 15 it says and every man was judged according to their works. Jesus said every idle word will be brought into judgment. So our works, our words, these are what God will judge us by. There's days that you might not feel like loving everybody. But you need to love everybody anyway. Because that's what's important. You know, uh, like some people are like, well, I just have to get my inner thoughts out. You know, if I'm angry at something, I, somebody, I have to tell them that. I can't hold that on the inside. That's a bunch of baloney. If you're angry at somebody, why don't you learn a little self-control? Who said that it's good for you to lash out and hurt people? A friend of mine during the family week at a treatment center was was prodded. I mean, he was prodded into into screaming at his father. The counselor in this family week they they told this man I knew him very well. They told him, "Tell us the reasons you hate your dad." He said, "Well, I don't hate my dad, but this expert counselor 
got my friend to start screaming at his dad. I hate you because you were drinking instead of coming to my ball games. I hate you. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of that stuff doesn't need to be said. A lot of that stuff, we just need to take it to God. You know, my grandson Abe, who runs the controls here, he's learning to sing this song called Upside Down, Living Life Upside Down. He doesn't have it quite ready to sing tonight, I don't think. But but that song, we're living in a world that is living upside down. And part of our job is to turn it right side up. I'm going to have uh, Abe play part of a song here, and we're going to kind of transition. We're talking about the new birth. I started out talking about labels because I do believe we are all born, you know, with certain personalities and so on. We're all different, every single one of us. But the new birth changes our desires to do what's right or to do what's wrong. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I know maybe I sound like a broken record sometimes on the air, but I'm really a big believer in um, the will uh, being, you know, I believe that we're, we are masters of our own destiny. I I believe that. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And I, I do know that there are people that have had setbacks and been hurt as children. And I know that they've struggled with many, many things. I understand that. But I also believe that we still can decide to do 
that which is right. Good to have all of you that are texting me, emailing me tonight. Brother Roland from Kentucky, thank you for listening. Molly, Danny, uh, Philip from Beulah listening. Stormy from the Philippines, our faithful listener there. We've got the Burlings from Park River, North Dakota listening. That's a long ways from here. Um, we, we are talking about tonight, even though that we're all different and that we have all different types of personalities, and God made us all that way, and that's what makes the world interesting. That's what makes people interesting. Uh, none of those things are what will be judged by. Um, our personality is not good or bad. What makes it makes us good or bad is the decisions that we make. That's kind of in a nutshell what I'm talking about tonight. If you if you got lost in the shuffle, Romans six sixteen, Paul said it like this, and he could he should have been doing the program tonight. He'd have made more sense. He said, "Know ye not." that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. You see what it's saying? It's, It's not about who we are, but it's about who our master is what we're doing, who we're in subjection to. Paul said that that whoever you decide to obey, that's your master. It's not a curse. It's not a caste. It's not a label. <clears throat> you know, Pastor Bob uh, is not a label. I, you know, like you might have labeled me, but my label, what, what before I knew God, I, I didn't feel like I was a very good person. And that you could have labeled me that way. And you would have been accurate. But why I am not that person anymore. And neither are you. The If you've been born again. Uh, that's what it, it means in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Where he said, he names all these sins. Fornication, homosexuality, stealing, drinking. All these things. And he says, and such were some of you. Ezekiel 36, verses 26 and 27 is a prophecy about our day, about the day of the Holy Ghost baptism, the born-again experience. And the Lord said, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. You see, there's something that's changed. There's a desire that's changed. The new birth changes us on the inside. It changes our spirit. And and it comes out on the outside. You know, when I when I discovered I was a drug addict, when I discru- discovered that I was addicted, I tried to quit. Do you know I never ever started drinking and using drugs thinking I'd ever be a drug addict, even though I should have known better because I saw what it did to my dad. But I never, that was never my intention. I always thought it was all fun and games. I thought I could control it. But the first time that I tried to quit and I couldn't, I made it for three days. All my willpower, everything, I made it three days. And I went right back into it. That was a discouraging time for me. The next several months of my life were very discouraging when I knew that I couldn't stop using drugs. That was a very discouraging time. But I came face to face with Jesus, and I had a spiritual awakening in my life, a new birth, just like Jesus talked about in John 3. And because of that, I had power to change. And I didn't want to be a drug addict. I didn't want to use drugs anymore. I didn't want the feeling anymore. Something changed. See, that's what the new birth is all about. That's what Ephesians 4.23 is talking about. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The born-again experience is for our spirit. 
Our flesh will never be born again. It just needs to be told what to do. You know, come on, you old flesh, we're going to church tonight. Come on, you old flesh, we're going to pray this morning. You know, come on, you old flesh, we're going to read our Bibles. I told a story in our church, um, and I've told it many times over the years. Before I came to God, I've always loved music, and before I came to God, the music I loved was not good music. And it's still not good music. I don't think Christians ought to listen to Led Zeppelin and Alice Cooper and and the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. And I, I mean, I just there's there's nothing in there for the child of God. But I loved music, and I've always loved music. And I remember I was living for God maybe six or seven years, already serving God that long. Hadn't been listening to that kind of music. I was on my way home from work one day. We lived out in the country. And I turned the radio on to hear the news, but it was early, and before the news was on was one of my favorite old songs. And there was a guitar solo in that song. I don't even remember which song it was, but I know, I'm not sure if it was, I really don't, I can't even guess which song it was because I don't remember that part of this story. But everything inside of my flesh wanted to hear that guitar solo again. Just one more time to hear it again. And nobody was in the car, in the pickup with me. Nobody was. But what I did was I looked at my hand and I said, Hand, shut off the radio. (laughs) And so my hand reached over and shut off the radio. Why? Because the born-again experience, my flesh is not born again, but my spirit is. And my spirit controls my flesh. My spirit controls what I say, what I do, what I watch, what I see, what I listen to, what I read. And, you know, this this idea that that you can't change... Well, this is just who I am, Pastor Bob. I've failed so many times. You know, I, I, I just, this is who I am. I'm just a drinker. That's a bunch of baloney. Because the born-again experience can create a clean heart in us, a clean desire, a right spirit within me, Psalm 5110. You know, this, this, um, this the only label, that is going to ever matter at all is whether you're a child of God or not. That's the only label that's going to make any difference. You know, I don't know, um, you know, I, I mean, really, I am honored that anybody listens to this program. And I'm not trying to be humble. I'm just honored because I know even on Holy Ghost Radio, there's there's preaching on here that's deeper and better and certainly more articulate and uh, more educated people than I am speaking. But the reason you're listening to Pastor Bob tonight is because I'm Pastor Bob. That's who I am. That's my personality. That little bit of an obnoxious side. That little bit of, like, I don't know what I'm going to say next. I really don't know what I'm going to say next sometimes. And sometimes after I say it, I shock myself. And then I get in trouble at home. My wife will say, I can't believe you said that. But... That's who I am. But th- what we need to do is take who we are and lay it at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus can use us. The Apostle Paul said that I've become all things to all men. The Apostle Paul said, I'm trying to reach all kinds of personality types here. But I just want you to know that when you are truly born again, you know, Brother Schuler, he's a friend of mine. He's a pastor in Grafton. He's a character. And his wife, ha, she's a character. They're both characters. They're, about, they're, they're as goofy of people as I've ever met in a good way. But you know what? I love them because that's who they are. And they've taken who they are and they've given to Jesus. And and he's and Jesus has made a unique ministry on these two people. 
You see, he's not intending to change your personality. He's intending to change your spirit. That's what he's doing. Listen to Abe. He's going to make some sense here. Well, this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live from the KDIX studios in Dickinson, North Dakota. And if you'd like to visit our church, um, you can do that. Our church is located at 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Sunday morning, there's Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. for adults and for kids. And at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service every Sunday morning, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Also on Wednesday night at 7.30, we have a worship service as well, and we'd love to have everyone join us for those services. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can um, call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Um, in Beach, every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center at 7.30 p.m., there's a worship service, and that's at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night, 7.30. They'd love to have you join them. In Bowman, every Thursday night at 7.30 at the Bowman Community Center, there's a service, apostolic service there as well, right on Main Street. And um, Brother Seth Springer is the pastor there, and I'm sure he'd love to have you join him every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. If you'd like more information, you can um, call or text Pastor Bob Simons. Cell phone number again is 701 701- Two nine zero seven eight six two. Hey, you know what, Abe? Why are we not announcing uh, the church in Beulah? You know, I bet I bet those those woods is up in Beulah. Said they talk about beach, they talk about Bowman. We're going to change that. Truth Community Church in Beulah. What is the address of that church? Uh, I bet I'll find out. Or, or you know, some somebody that's listening tonight, tell me what the address of that church. That's close too, and uh, those are some people that I love up there. The um, there is a, uh, boy, I'm getting some nice texts tonight. And Danny, um, I, I would like to read what you've got on that. He, he's got some stuff. I didn't even get to his stuff talking about um, the, the labels of ADD, ADHD, video games, how that can influence our behavior, some of these things that he talked about. Uh, Brother Roland um, was talking about, um, uh, you know, he was just saying, you know, simplicity is still better than complexity. It really is. You know, we need to be born again. We need to come alive spiritually to God. You see, when when God told Adam and Eve that the day you eat of the tree of the garden of knowledge in the tree of, in the garden the tree of knowledge of good and evil, He said, "The day you eat of that, shall die." Well, we look at that and we read that and we say, "Well, they didn't die, but they did die. They died spiritually." And that's why it makes so much sense when Jesus came along thousands of years later and said, you must be born again. It's your spirit that has to be born again. The the part that's alive to God. I'm going to end the program with a song I wrote many, many years ago. And um, and it talks about the man in Mark chapter 5 that was possessed with a legion full of demons. And that man and I had something in common. And this song is my story too. I had been dying Among these old tombs Lonely, naked, and confused My life was hopeless Nothing left for me Only to wait in misery The day that I saw him Walking down my shore I could not believe he came for me I ran to his feet Began to worship him The next 
thing I knew, I was free. I was free from the chains that had surrounded me. I had been blind, but now I see. The chains of my sin that had surrounded me now lay broken at his feet. They're no longer part of me. They lay broken at his feet. I'm not the man I used to be. Thank God. Feels so good to be free. Good to be free. Free from the chains of my misery. My sins all ran and were choked in the sea. Now look at me. I'm sitting free at his feet. Feels so good to be free. Good to be free. Free from the chains of my misery. My sins all ran and were choked in the sea. Now look at me. I'm sitting free. Look at me. I'm clothed and free. Look at me, I'm sane and free, sitting at His feet. Lord Jesus, tonight we're thankful, God, for the new birth. Thankful, Lord, that you can change, God, our minds, God, you can change, God, our actions, our intentions, God, and you can help us to want to be pleasing to you. We're thankful, God, for the new birth tonight, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. Pastor Bob here signing off tonight. Lord willing, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Till then, good night and God bless you. Community Church in Beulah is 223rd Street Northwest. Tell them how you set my spirit free.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.